Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 55 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. This week, we're going to Turles in County Tipperary and we're going to say hello to young Greyhound trainer Dermot Leahy, who kindly joins us on the programme. So it's um, hello to you, Dermot, and uh, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, Barry? Thanks for having me. No hassle, um, great to speak to you. And I suppose, look, we'll start with um, Dermot, maybe if you gave the uh, listeners of the podcast a bit of background on yourself and uh, how you got involved in the sport. Uh, well, my father and my uncle are both big into dogs, so my father rears an awful lot of dogs for people, and my uncle will have a lot of dogs then of his own as well. He raised a good few and brings them on himself, so we're kind of to bred into it. We, I, I picked it up along, I suppose. Sure, since I could walk, I was hanging out with dogs, so it was bred into me. Very good. So, as you said, um, growing up, plenty of greyhounds around, and I'm sure you have some great memories as well growing up. Yeah, we had, yeah, we had some very good success growing up along. Um, good few dogs went to Clamel, unlucky, got to the last eight of the Oaks and the Derby, I think it was one year after the other, and we had some great success there with Clondotty All Star and Inish Wickalon and a couple of more good dogs and good bitches. Uh, so we got some good success there. John Ray would have trained him, and my father and the man over the road, Michael Healy, would have been involved in that as well. It was the three of them kind of syndicate together. Very good. So it's um, coursing and, and track dogs you take very seriously. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we know you've got good good coursing dogs, as, as good as sport as any, but it's just hard to get a good one, especially you need a lot of luck just to try to keep everything right since the season is so short. Like you, It's just. It's very you want to be very lucky in the course. I know, yeah. And um, in, in previous years, we'll say, did your father um, race a lot of dogs at a local greyhound tracks as well? He would have raced. He raced a good share of them. Um, the uncle would as well. John would race a good few dogs. Um, the father was more into rearing them for other lads as well and moving them on then after that. Doesn't race a massive amount and moves them on or rears them for a lot of other people as well. Very good. And just tell us a bit about the, the rearing, because obviously um, it's a very important, I suppose, stage of a greyhound's career, watching them develop and looking after them and, and feeding them top quality stuff. So a lot of work goes into it. Yeah, well, it's the most important end of it, I suppose. The food is definitely a lot of it, but dogs have to be able to gallop and have to freedom. They have to stay. They have to, if they can't gallop from a young age, of big long paddocks to gallop in. There's no point bringing them into a training kennels then, like if they're not here. But if the, if the work isn't doing them before 12 months old, it's a waste of time. Who you give them to then? Like, um, they they have to be well they have to be well reared and well fed as saplings and as pups and the whole way up along for anything to work in a training kennel. So, I suppose it's a big aspect of it to get that part of it right. That's for sure. And in terms of, we'll say your your own training career, um, Dermot, when did you ta- start taking it um seriously? I put up the kennels. My own kennels were four years ago, February four years ago, and I had the license about a year and a half or so, and since I took out the license, I got very lucky. I got amazing music, a very fast pitch in the course, and she went, she won her trial stick first time out, and she got to the, la- she got to the final of the corner fellow Oaks, and she got to the last 16 of the Oaks after that, and we've been in lockdown since, and I got more success than with that pup I have at the moment. He, look, he looks promising so far anyway, so got a nice success with them too and a few other nice dogs have moved on as well a few nice dogs and bitches there that's done a few nice clocks winning races and we moved them on 
Very good. And would you have many in the kennels at the moment, Dermot? I hold six. I've only five in at the moment because I one or two of my kennels on their own. Some dogs prefer to be on their own. I leave them on their own then. Um, so I hold six. I train six max at a time anymore. You have to be, whatever you have, you have to do them right. There's no point of overloading and not doing them all 100%. So I, I only train six max and try to do them as good as I can. Very good. And you're certainly doing um, a good job with a greyhound called Dam Rushmore. Pat, um, speak to us about the greyhound firstly. Um, how did you come about him? Well, he, he was bred by Frank Dwan, Holy Cross, and Richard Kane bought him, him and his sister. And circumstances came anyway. I would have been getting Richard's dogs anyways, but circumstances changed and I got him as saplings. I was 12 or 13 months old and I got him, a bit more even. And I started schooling him. And Jeremiah Murphy then, my father trains a good few dogs for him from Russ Moore. He came up and he bought the two of them after our... They got one, they had one five to five, got them tallest and they ran well. And he bought the pair of them then off Richard. And Jeremiah left him with me since and... We went to the Waterford Stake with him, then he ran exceptional down there, and he left him with me since. So he, he he's a good dog. Like he he ran well the other night. Apart from all the trouble he got, he's still done a good clock. And for a dog on his, on his fourth race, he'd be hoping to improve again. Like so, hopefully he he should be he's the improving type. He's not all out done yet because he has only four races ran. So hopefully he can stay improving through that stake and. It's all about staying in, anyways, until you get to the final. It it sure is, and uh, look, it's sponsored by the Greyhound Inn and Pet World um, Shop. It's a fabulous competition, it's a good standard of Greyhounds in it, um, as always. An A one stake, five thousand euros to the winner. And just going back in that performance, Dermot, as you said, it was a quite taken performance because he certainly didn't enjoy the clearest of runs, but he showed a great attitude to go on and win in twenty eight fifty seven. He did. He's very determined. He got. I know he he, he was never around Cork before. That was his first look at, it, and he he didn't. He wasn't very fluent coming out of boxes, but he got the bend, maybe made his own trouble, maybe the fact he pulled into the left-hand side, going into the bend, he kind of went in on top of another dog, and he found his trouble, but he found his way out of it again when he got up to the back straight. He he ran well down the back straight, and he stayed very well for a dog that got a lot of trouble the first bend. He, he still finished very strong, so he'd be, he'd be happy with him that way. Um, but he, look, he has to stay improving as well. It's all, like, if he's to go any further... He'll have to stay improving. He he did run well and done everything right. But if you want to be going to Dublin and to go to big places, he'll have to stay improving. He he has more to offer, hopefully. That, that's exactly it. And just looking ahead to Saturday night, are you happy with the draw and the heat that he got? I am. Yeah, happy enough. You can you have to take what you get and compete with. You have to compete with everything in the stake and happy off the one dog looks a good dog. All right, looks a very good dog. Um, but we're closer to the rails than we were last week anyway. So that's a help. I think he really wants one or two, and if he gets a if he if he breaks and, and gets a clear run, and comes off sound. Hopefully, he'll qualify anyway. It's all about staying in and maybe get to the final. Then anything can happen. That's exactly it. And as you said, look, he's only in November. Um, Poppy, nice to have a greyhound of his caliber within your kennel, Dermot. Look, I suppose it's a good advertisement for for the great work that you're doing. Yeah, well, if you told me couple of years ago with the dog that likes of him in a kennel a good pup. he's a good pup like he's doing good clocks and likes of amazing music there very good course he had to tell me two and a half three years ago that I'd have the two of them kennel by beside each other in kennels I would have took their hand off so it's very nice to have him like Does that just give you a bit more determination going forward to you know drive on and you know um, get great success in this uh, wonderful sport God it does lad. When when you get the good dogs like it makes everything worthwhile like 
you're putting a lot of time and just constant time. You have to be there the whole time. You have to be there at dinner time. You have to be there in the evening, the morning, night time again. Like it's when you when you get the good ones, it pays off. Like it's worth anything to get the good ones. Yeah, exactly. It and you know, as you said, look, uh, a lot of work goes on. I'm sure you enjoy the day to day um training of the greyhounds as well. Just maybe give us uh, maybe a, a typical busy day of of yourselves. Um, what what exactly would you be doing? Well, I suppose in the morning you'd let them all out or take them out across the grass and walk them around and put them onto the walker. Then um, feed up. Then f- breakfast time. Then get them all groomed down or whatever. Back into kennels. All let out again. Back into kennels and dinner time. Then I come home. I walk then as well from nine to six. But I come home then from one to two. I'm only four minutes from home. So home again at dinner time. Let them all out again and. With the course and dogs, you might even throw them on the walker there for 15, 20 minutes again at dinner time just to keep them walking the whole time. And be home then again at five past six and start into them, then walk them, groom them, let them out. We go galloping then. We have a gallop only two minutes up the road from us. Um, we gallop whatever has to be galloped. Anything that has to be taken care of then with dogs where it's grooming or take care of any little knocks or anything like that. Um, make sure everything's okay. Feed them up again and hope we finished there by unless we're very busy we finish there before 8 o'clock and back again then or 10 or half or 10 and let them all out again back again the next morning then Brilliant stuff it's pretty full on I suppose for anyone involved in, in training greyhounds and a lot of thinking and planning has to go on as well because you're always looking maybe for, for good opportunities stakes or you know races where would I go next what track will suit the dog and stuff like that so as I said it's pretty full on Yeah well every dog is different and you can't treat them all the same some dogs you gallop them two or three days a week. Other dogs, you mightn't gallop them at all in a week. Um, they're all different, so you have to plot and plan with them all. And you can't just say we we'll gallop them all on Tuesday, we we'll gallop them all on Thursday. Some dogs have to gallop Wednesday if they're racing Sunday, or gallop on Tuesday if they're racing Saturday. Or it, no, no, there's no fit for the whole lot of them. They all have to be trained differently, and they all have different mentalities. You have to kind of some dogs can be galloped behind other dogs or in front of other dogs or galloped on their own and. They all be work differently. They're, they all think differently, and they're different characters. So you you just have to plot and plan with them all. For sure, and I'm sure your father has been a great help to you as well. It sounds like he has uh, plenty of experience over the year in, involved in greyhounds. Yeah, I would. You learn a lot from the father and from my uncle John as well. And Michael Healy over the road gives a hand galloping. And he's involved with all the course and dogs with us as well. He gives his hand and different lads. Pat on the vet as well is isn't far away from us either. You learn a lot from the likes of them lads as well. You learn the vets that you you learn a lot of knocks and how to find a lot of knocks in dogs or go through dogs and make sure you miss nothing. Brilliant stuff and that's very important. And just in terms of I suppose your local turless track, um, you know, it's it's a track where we always take note if a greyhound can produce a good run because they'll find plenty of time at the various tracks around the country. Well, if you can do clock and turless you'll do it more or less anywhere because it's as big as a galloping track and there's no hiding place in Turles. It's a big big galloping track a big run home and if you're staying in Torres and doing clock in Torres you'll more or less do it anywhere There's, you'll find a lot of time going anywhere else There's a lot of people say if you, if you leave Torres it's very hard to come back to Torres track with a dog because they go up in grade before they come back to Torres again it's, you even see the Tipperary Cup there are a lot of very high profile dogs and it's like they weren't doing the same clocks as what they do in the likes of Shelburne and them other faster tracks like it, it brings the dogs you show what they're really made of if you can do the clocks and turrets 
it really shows what they're made of like it sure does it sure does I certainly um, noted that myself but just in terms of the sport itself at the moment um, what kind of a state would you think ground racing is in Dermot? I suppose the, the COVID's done it no favours no crowds or whatever like that but I was in Cork now that was my first night racing in Cork on Saturday and it was a great crowd but on a good atmosphere I had as well like to see things like that coming back that give you great hope for the game like in like these podcasts and things it gets people that don't maybe know a whole lot about dogs getting back into it and to see a good atmosphere on Cockney the other night was great it's the first time in a long time I've seen it like a big crowd at a track like that so was great it sure was and look as I said to you previous um, when, when I rang you first your, your your short little clip that I had with you on, on, on Saturday night obviously it was the first time I was meeting you um, on Saturday night after that success and it, it was um, you know it was over 2,000 views on Facebook as well I know various people probably friends and stuff like that of yours were, were sharing it so you know that's very positive as well isn't it to put it out onto the likes of Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that you're bringing it into would say people's homes that mightn't be too familiar with Greyhound Racing and they say hi I know Dermot Lee and you know obviously he's doing very well so that's all very positive it is because the amount of people that you say maybe 2,000 people saw it I, there definitely wasn't three 300 of them people that actually have dogs or you know what I mean so there was definitely 15 or 1600 people seeing that that wouldn't be usually involved with dogs but you wouldn't know who start getting into dogs or syndicates could be formed after seeing them videos and things and you know what I mean it gets more people into the game again so it's big to publicise everything like that yeah it's very important and I suppose look finally or before we finish up just in terms of um, Saturday night I'm sure you're very excited and counting down the days now to, to Saturday night as I said look great to be involved in such a big event yeah we are yeah but he, he he's in good form anyway and he's sound but he, he just has to stay qualifying like hopefully he can stay improving and if he does hopefully we might go a bit forward with him in the stake he is a nice dog he just has to get a bit of luck and running and hopefully he'll stay going anyways. He's, he's a very determined dog and he'll give you everything every time you put him into a trap and you can't ask any more than that. No, you sure can't. And look, there's lots of ups and downs in this great sport. And just in terms of going forward, Dermot, I would imagine you're probably always open to a very good dog. Oh God, we would be. We would never refuse a good dog. And big thanks to Jeremiah Murphy who owns Ross Marpat and his sister. That he, he, The sister's in the kennel as well that he he left the likes of him with me a lot of lads would probably when they get a nice young pup they'd probably rush to the public trainers to the the big guns but big thanks to him for keeping the dog with me so far anyway and he's running well with me so he sure is but look you're you're certainly doing a fantastic um, job um, Dermot and uh, I know for a fact you're more than capable so we're wishing you every success going forward final question on the podcast your hopes going forward hopefully win something some something nice in it something maybe not even a classic but some big stakes to, to try win some good stakes and put a few together and you'd never know where, where it could snowball from there if you could get a few nice dogs uh, that dog he's a decent dog I have his sister as well she was only length behind him in, in trials but she has in the same early gear so if you could win something with the likes of them dogs who are, who are determined and will always give you everything if you could win something with them dogs that you'd never know where it could go after that yeah well I'm sure you will be winning something nice uh, folks to our listeners on the podcast you can remember the name um, Young Greyhound Trainer in, in Turles County Tipperary Dermot Leahy and Dermot many thanks for joining us on the podcast hopefully we'll be speaking to you again on Saturday night and if not hopefully we will certainly be speaking to you um, in the months ahead and it was fantastic to speak to you on the podcast this week thanks very much Barry thanks for having me 
Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.